Welcome to Sales Velocity TV, where we pull back the curtain on how the top businesses in the world sell more with less resistance. Bringing over 50 plus years of combined sales experience and over 100 million in revenue generated, please welcome the hosts of Sales Velocity TV and two incredibly entertaining gentlemen, Andrew Cass and Aaron Parkinson. Oh, baby, we got a good one today. Not often we Should do a part I say two. any more? Does the title say it all, Aaron? Does the title tell all here that we're going to unpack the Elon Musk Twitter deal? Probably the biggest news we've ever seen in the acquisition world for God. I, I was in investment banking back in the 90s and deals like this took place all the time. Rarely did an individual do a deal like this. You'd see companies buying companies. But we're going to unpack of this, this size. What, of this, especially of the size. I mean, they're even saying right now, where's the rest of the money going to come from? Usually you see a company do this in stock or, or you know, ca combination of cash and stock. But the reason we're talking about this today, everybody, the Twitter um, Elon Musk deal is it, it's a sales show. You might be saying, well, how, what does this have to do with sales? Well, listen, he had to sell Twitter, big social media platform, on why they should sell to him. They didn't have to take the deal, right? So everything at the end of the day tends to be sales. I think we, you know, we, you and well, I know there's going to be there's going to be some elements that I'm going to talk about on on how this is going to make Elon Musk more money, right? As well from a sales perspective. But let's just bring everybody up to speed for those of you who maybe don't follow mainstream media or you know whatever, right? So we did part one of this two weeks or a week ago, which was Elon Musk has put an offer in. Well, actually, we attempted part one, and then we had oh, a remember. Right. We uh, just just because people are like, wait, didn't you guys do this last week? We attempted. Hey, listen, our audio. We 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 lost our audio on part one before the deal happened. We were doing the show, and then we said, hey, let's just do it again next week. And during that week, the deal happened. I was shocked it got accepted, right? Because I, too. I couldn't think of two polar opposite mindsets of then who runs Twitter and who's about to run Twitter. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, when you sell something, it shouldn't matter who's buying it, but it does today because there's a lot that they have to hide, frankly, at Twitter. Yeah. And let's, let's, so let's, let's talk about the, the details of this. So number one, Elon just bought Twitter privately. He has now turned it into his own private social media network. He bought it for $44 billion. I think it still remains to be seen what his plan is with it, though, right? I mean, we hear all we have is the surface right now. We yep. have Twitter freaking out, and then we have Musk excited to create. And he's a great creator, by the way. I mean, here's a guy who might – I should even say might. Here's a guy that will go in and actually make the platform better from an overall technological standpoint. He no did question. It, did it with PayPal, did it with Tesla. has got a track record. He'll also most likely – and I think this is where some of the, the dissension comes in – he will most likely, actually, I guarantee he will go in and make this, the platform at least fair and balanced. This is not a fair and balanced platform. This is a platform that, frankly, is notorious, notorious for removing information, censoring information, labeling things disinformation only because someone has a opposing opinion to those who run their company. And we actually have a couple infographics we're going to bring up that are horrifying. And frankly, during COVID, I now have a collection of over a thousand doctors who were censored, silenced, and removed from the Twitter platform. So these are not good guys. In fact, these are the most reckless social media individuals in media. 
They are the most, yet they're telling everyone how dangerous everyone else is. They are the epitome of dangerous. When they remove free speech, when they censor high qualified officials, AKA doctors in my case, they are as dangerous as they come. And Elon Musk might be the guy who can go in and bring fair and balance back to that media platform. That is, that's, that's hopeful, I think. And I think that's the intention. Do you agree? I do agree. He's, he's always been a big proponent of free speech. You know, we've talked about this in our shows before, and I'll give you a very good example of it. Um, there is a, a notorious meeting that happened in New York with him and Donald Trump when he was president, when Donald Trump was president and Donald Trump wanted to do some stuff together with the big tech big wigs, you know, the Bezos and Elon Musk and blah, blah, blah. And Elon Musk basically just walked out of the room because he said, you know, in short, he said, you're an idiot. Right. And he said, I'm, not doing, I'm not doing business with Donald Trump. However, he also came out when he was removed from Twitter and said, I might not like the guy, but this is insane, removing a president from a social media outlet when he's never been even, even like he might be charged, but he's never, he's never uh, had a crime. Right never there committed. is the issue, Aaron. So let me just unpack that because for people who are like, oh, this is not good for democracy, a guy coming in and disrupting things. No, it's actually the opposite. It's, uh, it's if President Trump had anything to do with the January 6th, Capital, whatever they call it, riots. Then maybe he can be removed from from Twitter. Great, but there's still yet that's still yet to be proven, and he's still yet to be convicted. But yet Vladimir Putin is on Twitter. Let's and, and let's just stop right there for a minute. So that is as wrong and as hypocritical and as double standard as it comes. So if anybody's really freaking out about a guy coming in to buy Twitter who might actually allow the thing to run like a real media company, then you have something to hide. And when I see these snowflakes and when I see some of the upper level ownership at Twitter getting upset about this because he might actually allow a fair and balanced conversation, you are the dangerous ones, not the Elon Musk of the world. Because you, what are you afraid of being exposed? What, what are you worried about? And from a business standpoint, here's some of the things I want to touch on. I'm not a big Twitter guy. Like I'm not I've on been Twitter on Twitter. We're both not on Twitter, Twitter actually. Interestingly, 15 years or something like that. But I haven't spent much time on Twitter in quite some time because I, I don't know. Maybe it, it just wasn't my preference. I don't know. And just him buying it made me re-download it onto my phone, sign into my account, <laughs> and start and start watching what's going on. Now uh, you know I should do the same. I'm not on Twitter. Listen, we can have this conversation today because a we're not bought and paid for by the media. We both don't have a Twitter account. We have no allegiance or alliance to to Elon Musk. At the end of the day, folks, all we want to see as entrepreneurs who've been self-employed and free thinkers for a very long time is all we want to see is good, clean, fair deals for both the consumer and the owners. And if anybody stands against that, might I suggest three countries that you should reside in? China, Venezuela, <laughs> North Korea, or perhaps Cuba. <laughs> The business side of this, the sales side of it, right. is that there has been a massive influx of people downloading yes. or re-signing into Twitter for the first time in a very long time. What was also interesting is I spoke to a friend the other day, and this is a completely tinfoil hat theory. He said the day after Elon bought Twitter, there was a whole bunch of sh stuff that showed up in his feed that hasn't shown up in years. But why if he's not involved yet? Well, here's, here's again, this is a tinfoil hat theory. I said this to my wife the other day. If you know that Big Daddy's coming in oh, buddy. to take over, how many of the rats do you think are scurrying right now to cover their tracks? Exactly, man. And that's the only reason why you're hearing some dissent 
over the deal because like I said in the beginning, none of us should bat an eye over another business owner buying another business. The only reason anybody would be upset about that is if they have something to hide. And there are some, some really smart people out there that believe that if somebody goes in with no agenda, right, and they just want a fair and balanced platform, they're going to uncover some heavy duty censorship on that platform. And that's not going to look good for the legacy of Twitter and the founders and those who created Twitter. Jack Dorsey could be exposed and finished for life. He's the guy, he's the coach, he's the CEO. He's the guy running the platform. They've been called to Capitol Hill many times over their technocracy and their censorship and their removing of things from the platform. Now, I get that they're a private platform. They can do whatever the heck they want, but that doesn't mean they should. Well, they're they're, they're publicly traded. Yeah, so. it's true too. So I guess it's a fine line, right? It's a fine line. They're not anymore because now they're owned by Elon Musk, right? He's now, taking them private what, actually, right? What's that? Is he taking it private? He's taking it private, dude. Oh, wow. So that's he, a whole different whole thing. investment banking deal then. Right? So <clears throat> now what's interesting is when he bought 10% of it two weeks ago. That was the start of the saga, right? That was the start of the saga. They tried to put up the defense walls and they tried to get him on the board. And then part of his deal to get on the board was he could never own more than 13%. Okay. And he said, one... Um, you're never boxing me into owning less than I want to own. I don't, I don't work that way. And number two, he kind of started to dig into what was going in in Twitter, going on in Twitter when he got inside. And he said, for two reasons, one, I'm not going to be boxed in by an agreement. And number two, I don't actually think Twitter can survive as a business on the path that it's going right now. There's no possible way. And he basically, you know, said, I, I can't responsibly own 10% because I don't think the business is going to work long term because of its censorship of free speech. And Aaron, you know uh, what's interesting about that is when he did that 9% deal, I was like, I was very confused by it. I always like a lot of people. were. Yeah, I was like, I couldn't think of two polar opposite philosophies of the way Twitter is run right now. It's a, I mean, it's, it's, it's essentially a communist run platform. I mean, you know, I know that can be a scary word to some, but when you start removing free speech and you start literally manipulating data, I mean, this is what's going on in Russia right now. It's as scary as it gets. So when he gets on the board, I'm like, why would you want to be on that board? So it was, it was like, I, is there, is he trying, is it a PR move? Is it, is there a bigger play here? And there ended up being a bigger play here because I think the board was the get the foot in the door move to then maybe get in the game to buy. Because why would you sit on a board when you're so philosophically on different pages when it comes to free speech? Agreed. And, and so ultimately he made the business decision to buy it because he felt like the business could be more successful if the company was run in a different way. Right. And it also combined with his track record of philosophical investment, right? He'd started PayPal because he felt like there needed to be an easier way to pay online. He sold that and then he split his earnings 50-50 into SpaceX and to Tesla because he felt like Tesla could change the the future of of climate control in the United States. And they were the electric pioneer. I mean, it was a huge move. He's he's he goes in and fills needs. Well, he's a, he's a, people use the word disruptor and they throw it around pretty loosely. He's a true disruptor at the highest level. Right. And then he went and he started SpaceX and, and people, people really underestimate one element of SpaceX right now. Elon Musk is not just launching rockets. <laughs> <Into Okay>? space. <laughs> Elon Musk is landing rockets. 
People don't understand that Elon, nobody in the history of the world has ever landed a rocket until Elon Musk did. Elon went, look, if we can put it into space, surely we can land it and we can save the billions of dollars that we created to build it instead of just letting it explode and or leaving it up as space trash. He's the one who figured out how to land a rocket. And a lot of people don't know what Elon actually does. He's come out and said it. He said, yeah, I'm the CEO. I'm the biggest shareholder, but I'm an engineer. I spend all my time with engineering trying to improve the product. When he goes into Twitter, like you said, he's going to go in as an engineer and say, first, from a tech perspective, how do we make this better? Yep. And secondly, how can we make it sort of the lines with free speech? Because it's what I'm passionate about. And he made a quote that I want to read that he's got pinned on the top of his Twitter right now. He said, by free speech, I simply mean that which currently matches the law. Okay. I'm against censorship that goes far beyond the law. Right. If people want less free speech, they'll ask the government to pass laws to that effect. So what he's saying is if the people don't want free speech, They'll pressure the government and there'll be less free speech. But that's not the case right now. People want free speech, which is obviously defined by the laws that we have in place. Well, most, I think, but there's still a concerning most, little right? pocket of Americans, at least we'll talk about America for now, that really love the government clamping down on it. Really, it's coming from every single angle at this point. And if you're one of them listening, my God, you should really take a step back and determine is, I mean, this is what we're seeing happen from a lot of areas of the world right now. You know, with this whole censorship free speech thing, this is not how a democracy runs. Um, it should never take hold. If it takes hold, we lose a lot. Yeah, there's no question. And he just finished the sentence with, therefore, going beyond the law with censorship is contrary to the will of the people. There you go. Right. And then he, and because he's just funny, and this is what we talk about on the show all the time is being yourself, being authentic. Yeah, you know, we've done full episodes on just, you know, lead, lead with what you believe. Right. He, he posted about two hours ago. The far left hates everyone, themselves included, <laughs> which is so true. Like, what is going on? Like, God, you're also said, grumpy. And then underneath that, he posted, but I'm no fan of the far right either. Agreed. Let's have less hate and more love. It says it all right there. It's the greatest tweet. I'm so glad you, you, you just read it, Aaron. It, it really signifies everything. And if you're watching right now and any of this is like making your blood boil, you really shouldn't, should, should never like the far anything. The no, far left is dangerous. The far right is dangerous. Everything, you know, you know, really where peace and unity and success, it all lies in the middle, right? And at the end of the day, if we can come down the middle and have a fair and balanced platform, whether it be social media, whether it be CNN, whether it be Fox, that's all anybody should ever want. And that, what that does is that removes so much friction and so much dissension amongst people. So these media platforms are the great dividers. They are the great dividers when they operate in this fashion. By the way, the current White House at this time, doesn't matter what what line, what what side of the, the, the parties you're on, they are literally getting involved in every single possible area of your life that they can. The fact that they even came up and commented on the Twitter Elon Musk deal and said that we're worried if Elon Musk buys Twitter, they might let Donald Trump back on Twitter. We, we are going to, this is a true story. We, why do you care? It's not of your damn business. You go, go run the country. Secondly, secondly, Aaron, we are going to start, and this is true, I can't make this stuff up. We are going to start a disinformation task force at the White House for the internet, which means 
the White House actually is going to see if people will buy into the gaslighting of the government gets to decide what is information and what is disinformation. What Nothing works. Thought. Let me tell you how let me tell you how Nazi Germany was started. It was started with the same disinformation task force. So if you think that big government aligning themselves with big tech to determine for you a taxpaying citizen in a democracy is in any way, shape, or form normal, ethical, and productive, I'm going to send the ambulance to your house right now to check your pulse. <laughs> I want to support what you were just saying there with one of my favorite quotes that I've saved from him a long time ago. He said, funded by the government just means funded by the people. Government, work for us, buddy. He said, government, by the way, has no money. It only takes money from the people. Sometimes people forget that that's what actually occurs. That's exactly what occurs. They work for us. We don't work for them. When they want to get their grubby little paws inside of every single moment of your life, now they're starting with gender, with this, with that. Get, go, go do your jobs. Go sure up the borders. Go sure up the military. Go figure out how to get out of debt and stop spending money on all this baloney. There's a lot, there's big stuff we got to handle out there. So they're, they're trying to, the, the point is they're trying to get involved in the Twitter deal. There's, Aaron, there's no point in history where a White House has ever tried to get their little paws involved in an investment. This is an investment banking deal. This is an economic deal. This is a Wall Street deal. This is nothing but just business owners buying other businesses. The fact that they're even commenting on it scares the living you know what out of me because it means that they've got something to lose. Well, of course, there's something it, to I, lose. I, I, and, I and, you, and you have an infographic to show I'm exactly. I'm going to pull this up is. right now. And again, we're not taking any political stance right here. The, but the facts are the facts. The numbers are the numbers. And the data is the data. And if you look at this right here, employee donations to midterm candidates by party, this is essentially a far-left, Democrat-run platform. Listen, there's plenty of far-right, Republican-run platforms, and they shouldn't exist either. Everything should be as much down the middle as possible. If you see this blue right here, it's hard to see. We'll yeah. put this infographic. It's, it's, it's in. easy to see, actually. Well, it's easy to see. Okay, but we'll put, if you're listening, we'll put this infographic in the show notes at salesvelocitytv.com. You'll see that this thing has like, they're not even, they don't even accept money from the Republican Party. If I'm going to run a platform, and Aaron, I know you feel the same way, and I think Musk does too, I'm going to want to be so as close to down the middle as I can. You know why? Because that's how I'm going to get the most production. That's how I'm going to get the most positivity. And that's how I'm going to get the most traction long-term is not by having a lopsided, privately funded, bought and paid for by one party platform. And listen, Trump might be doing the same thing on the other side. I don't know anything about his new platform. I know he's doing like a Twitter, um, what's it he's called He's got a again? new app called Truth. And, so, and, and the thought process is that he's going to come out and allow free speech. Eh, maybe. We'll see. Right. But here's the thing. So we are equal opportunity offenders, me and Aaron, right? Yep. So if Trump's going to run a platform that looks like this, except we change blue to red, then his platform is not fair and balanced. And his platform isn't sustainable. And his platform isn't running with the best interest of the consumer. So we are equal opportunity offenders. But we're talking about what is right now. And this is the data. And this is the current situation. And Elon Musk is going into this complete debacle, lopsided, you know, 
political machine. And he's hopefully going to bring this thing down the middle here. That would be the goal. That would make Twitter any platform. That would make any platform outstanding, right? It, it, can, it, it can only be a win the more fair and balanced it is. The more lopsided it becomes, the more of a loss it is for everybody long term because we just continue to create this divide. And it's unbelievable to watch. It really well, is. and you think about it from a business perspective too, right? Which is, you know, you 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 know that that you know my team spends about ten million dollars a month advertising on different platforms, right? Yep. Facebook, YouTube, Google, TikTok, sure. whatever. The the problem with from a marketing perspective, from a business perspective, is I, I want to target a diverse group of people. I want to target left, right, you know, non. I want to target everybody. Right. Right. If I have a, a product that I think might lean more right at the time than left. Right. And I'll give you a, a primary example of that. We have a client that has um, hidden gun shelves where he's got an app and you click the app and you, your guns are stored in an American flag on your wall and they're hidden in plain sight. Oh, it's a it's a vault. It's a safe that hangs on your wall. And it's a very cool product. Right. I know that how Twitter's run right now, it doesn't actually make sense for me to to run that product, to advertise that product on Twitter because they're they're basically censoring all of the people from the right, which means- No matter what, it, 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 even if it wasn't about guns, it, 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 anything that's the right is censored. Right, so the people that are on the right aren't going on it because they don't feel like it's appealing to them. In some, so from a pure like business perspective- Bad business. That's why it's yep. great to have a balance yep. of down the middle- yep from an advertising, like, and that, I think that's what he was in his mind. I think he could see that when he went in, he said, I as far so as too. a business goes, this thing is not going to be able to thrive as a business exactly. in its current format. Well, let, let's, let me give you the perfect analogy, Aaron. The perfect analogy here is CNN. CNN went all left. They went beyond all left. They went completely far right left. And they now are basically on life support. Their CNN plus, which was their online streaming. A lot of these companies now like big media is also going big online media, right? Sure. So they closed down in 30 days. So the CNN plus streaming, whatever it was, they had 10,000 viewers a day. We get 10,000 viewers like a week on our show. They had that like, like we were like, our C CNN plus did worse numbers than sales velocity TV at the end of the day. But, wh but why? Because they, they're so far left that they alienate 50% of the nation. We're, we're, we're usually by, dis, by nature in America, at least, Aaron, as you, you know, you're Canadian for those that don't know. So you kind of see it from the outside. But really, predominantly, it's 50-50 for the most part, 50% left, 50% right. I think today it's probably going to be, you know, by the end of the year, it's probably going to be more like 70-30 to the, to the right, meaning red, because the, the infringements upon people's rights and speech and COVID, and it's so out of control right now that even I think... And I'm, I, I hear people talking about this. Even lifelong Democrats have had enough. They're completely spent. They're burnt, right? So, and that's not good for, for anybody, right? Again, the more down the middle anything is, the better it is for the consumer, for the business, for growth, for sustainability. And I think you're right. He looks at this as this is a mess that I can fix. If he went into this thing, listen, so here's the other side of it. If this was a down the middle, fair and balanced, non-censorship driven platform right now, it might not be as good of an opportunity. I don't think he goes anywhere near it. That's so he's going in and going, man. This thing is such a train wreck, and it's such a a politically tilted. Now it's just obvious what's going on with this with this infographic, right? Maybe I can go in here and bring some balance back to this thing and triple the growth. Exactly, that's and, the and, key. And so, 
What you have to remember about Elon is he always comes in to disrupt things to make things better for humanity. But usually because something's wrong, and that's the sign of a really right. good entrepreneur, business owner, thought leader is that, hey, there's a hole here. How do I fill it? And then maybe go even bigger and better with it. Right. And because he goes in to disrupt an industry and make it better, right, he ends up making gobs of money. But he doesn't go into it looking to make gobs of money. He goes into it looking better. And for anybody who says, you don't know what you're talking about. He's like every other business guy on the planet. You know, he's just doing it for a profit. You don't understand this guy at all. This guy grew up in South Africa, was born in South Africa, grew up in Canada, and now lives in the United States. In fact, there are people talking about trying to change the election rules that once you've lived in the United States for at least 25 years, you can get voted in for president. Because there's a lot of people right now that feel like Elon Musk could get voted in for president. But because oh, you American, have to be a resident for X amount of years, right? I, I, I believe you have to be born there. I, that, I, yeah, I, I don't sure. know. Not sure. I, I don't know what the rules are, but I know that he doesn't currently qualify. Right. Right. So I'm Canadian. So you have to excuse me because I don't know all of the laws of Americans. You're, you're unexcused. You're not excused. But, but I do know that right now he currently doesn't qualify under the rules to run for president. So he came out of Canada. He moved to the United States. He said people should be able to to buy things easier online. He developed PayPal. He sold PayPal. He made an absolute dump truck a load of money, hundreds of millions of dollars. Most people would go off and buy a yacht and sail around the Caribbean and be partying for the rest done. of their life. He took half, put it into SpaceX, took the other half, put it into Tesla, Amazing. and slept on his friend's couch. There that, is it, nobody. Now, Aaron, Tesla right now, I think, is the richest market cap in the world. I think it's, has it exceeded Apple? Um, I'm not sure today, but it's certainly close. Okay. Right? So track records matter. Well, and, and here's the thing. What matters is that you have to understand the psychology of the human. The guy's only looking to improve the progress of humanity in different areas, and he does not care about money, which makes him one of the scariest threats on the planet to the government. Oh, it they're be, dying right now. He this can't is what, be bought off. This he does my point about, about the White House. The fact that they're even mentioning this, what do you have to hide and lose? Why are you in this conversation? You're the White House. Go do government. I, I wish that more of us had the opportunity to live our life like Elon does, which is just, I mean, remember this guy stroked a $5 billion check to charity only three months ago. I know. I know. It's amazing. Like who does that? <laughs> it's so great, right? Right. He just doesn't care. He but, just he, but, but, his, but he has he fun just, too. Like you always say, Aaron, look at like he has fun. He even throws some stones once in a while. He's oh, he's super funny. He, yeah, after he posted that thing about Twitter, about buying Twitter, he said, I'm going to buy Coca-Cola and put the cocaine back in it. <laughs> he really <laughs> said that. I didn't know if that was a real like that's a real. Was thing. that a real tweet or real news? It's right. a real tweet. He's hilarious. Right. And, and, and my friend Carl, every yeah. time you see something, he puts Elon Musk D G A F. And I'm sure if you thought for two seconds. You know exactly what DG doesn't give a you know what, right? Because he he's got so much money at this point that all he's doing is doing things that entertain him and and make humanity better, and that is a scary proposition. Somebody who can't be bought off but wants to disrupt everything and make it better. But listen, this is how democracy works, though. The fact that someone can go in, will go in, buy someone out, invest, make things better. Anybody who's squeamish about this, I'm super skeptical. Like, what are you worried about? Like, I, I, I've even I've even seen, and this is again far left. I've even seen them throw out things like he's a racist. This is a white boy platform. Here we go. Ruin society. I'm like, what are you even saying? This is oh. you know, when in doubt. When in doubt, and when you're about to be exposed, we know how we know the playbook, right? We know the Insult, playbook. Insult, put down, 
And when all else fails, make them a racist, right? It's the playbook of the left, the far left, right? The radical left, obviously. The, radical. It's the playbook of the far left. And it's just, it's so damaging and destructive and disgusting that they do this. This is just a guy going to buy a company in which he sees an opportunity to make it better, make some money, and maybe bring some fair and balanced free speech back to a social media platform that has completely lost its way. There's nothing ironic about this. In fact, the fact that we're even talking about it right this moment makes it the most ironic of all because why are we even like fighting for something that is such a, a bedrock of democracy, which is the First Amendment, free speech, or Second Amendment. I always confuse the two. Second Amendment is gun laws, right? First Amendment, Correct. free speech. Yeah, right. So First Amendment, free speech. Let people talk. Disinformation. There's no such thing as disinformation. It's called an opinion. If something is, is deemed disinformation, I'm automatically thinking that you're the disinformation person, not the people you're pointing towards. There's not a lawyer on the planet Earth. I have legal, I have like four lawyer friends, two clients, lawyers, Aaron, and they agree. You wouldn't last four minutes in court by labeling something as disinformation. You then have to go prove it 10 ways till Sunday. Otherwise, you don't get to call it anything. It's, so as soon called, as I it's, hear it's this, called, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You don't get to you don't get to label something disinformation because they have a difference of opinion. You need to go prove that it's disinformation, and then you need to go make your case. So this is how science works. This is how investigative journalists I have multiple, multiple, multiple physicians, doctor friends, clinics that I work with, real scientists, not bought and paid for by Big Pharma, and they know this is not how medicine or science has ever worked. It's all about open debate challenging what is and then proving your case and and then that's obviously how it works right it isn't labeling something as this and then and then invalidating all of this over here stroke of a pen disinformation stroke of a pen removed from the platform stroke of a pen remove this tweet i mean what are we what are we watching here this is what's going on in russia right now true story russia is completely manipulating their media so that they don't think that they actually are telling their citizens in russia right, scary analogy here, that the Ukraine invasion is a peaceful invasion. And they've blocked all media from them seeing what we're all seeing, which is a complete disaster attack, unrightfully, an unrightful attack on a on a sovereign nation. Well, and, and maybe I'm fan. <laughs> Their citizens bit. have no idea that's happening unless they make a phone call outside of the communist regime, right? Well, and maybe I'm fanboying a bit on Elon this week. It's amazing to me what people don't know. You didn't even know this until I told you. When, when, when Russia invaded the Ukraine, the first thing they did was knock out their, their Wi-Fi, knock out their internet. Why? Because they don't want anybody spreading videos and pictures of what they're actually Aaron, doing inside the of the Ukraine. the prerequisite of every single communist regime in the history of mankind starts with one thing, the removal of information and the censorship of information. So anytime I even see it, I like cringe and I think, you know, you should too, right? I cringe because it's it's always been the prerequisite of any of these regimes that we see around the world that some still exist today, right? You look at China, you look at North Korea, you look at Venezuela as the big three. And frankly, you look at states like California, they're passing laws under the table right now, pal. I kid you not because I research this stuff deeply. They're passing laws. I won't get into it. They're passing two laws right now that allow the state of California to censor doctors if they have an opposing opinion. They're trying to pass a law. Like this is not a joke. This is Amer this is this is a state inside the United States. I mean, I I see the law. They're trying to pass well, it, this. It, it always comes back to control, right? And yep, to finish yep. my 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 thought on that is yeah, the moment sorry, that Russia, man, I get fired up about this stuff. It's really the, the moment that Russia invaded Ukraine and knocked out their ability to share what was actually happening. 
Elon picked up his phone and said, I don't like the way that that's working out. And he sent Starlink over top of the Ukraine so that all people in the Ukraine could get access to Wi-Fi instantaneously. Right. You told me that. That's incredible. With his own what, money. What a contribution, right? With his own, this, uh, this is not happening. I don't think we're many not, people know that. Right? We're not, we're not shutting this off. He did, it with, he did it within 24 hours. Right? No government sent satellites over top of there. Elon sent his own satellites over there so that people could share, freely share what was going on. So that they couldn't be censored, right? If you're freaking out about a guy buying a company, oh, and you saying, got something to hide, and you got and something I to want, be worried I don't about. Want free uh, speech on it? You're insane. No, no, hold on. You maybe you're insane, maybe you're not. I don't know, but here's what I do know: you got something to hide and be worried about. That's the that's the thing. I mean, when I just look at when I just look at the the censorship, but this it really started with COVID, Aaron. The censoring of doctors. Was I, I really think it happened long. In I think it happened long before COVID. I just but think it became it, more obvious was it, during okay, COVID. Okay, so maybe COVID exposed the, yeah. the the rats in the in the in the restaurant, right? So, I mean, I I think I have a collection of something like sixteen hundred doctors in an alliance. I forget the name of the project that they're involved in. Yeah, that have it, all been removed from social media, mainly Twitter. Twitter is the culprit. Twitter is like the real offender, right? Facebook, I think, tears below that, but legitimately have been deplatformed for trying to save lives, brother. This was a worldwide virus that we could have easily stomped out really early on if we allowed doctors to be doctors and we allowed free speech to circulate and we allowed doctors to be able to treat with their track records and their medicinal protocols and natural protocols and all the antiviral concoctions we had. This thing was treated like it was 1920 and we have like no solutions. We're like, what, what is happening right here? These guys were deplatformed. I speak to some of them. Some of them I work with, I pay, I'm invested in, in functional medicine clinics. I work with these people and they've been deplatformed for sharing antiviral solutions during COVID. Can you, can you, um, can you believe we're talking about this? It, it, and, and again, this is Twitter. So if you think Twitter is like, oh, Twitter's the good guy and Musk is going to come in and really make the world the worst place. No, no, you've got it all backwards. And there's no argument you can make that you don't have it backwards because I personally have 1,600 examples, and I'm just a regular guy, of doctors being platformed for trying to save lives off of Twitter. Well, and, and here's so the thing. that's is, pretty is, scary, man. Is how it works in science. And if people just just accepted that if, if it works in science and we believe in science, then it works in everything, right? So let's just say I come to the table, okay? We're going to label me um, traditional COVID medication opinion that happened over the last two years. And you're going to be alternative COVID opinion, Which right? I am. <laughs> and I'm going to come on and I'm going to say, um, I love this vaccine. We did this many tests. Uh, this is how it turned out. Everybody should get it. Here's why. And I'm going to quote these five studies, okay. right? Then you should be able to say, here's why I think you're wrong. Um, I think people should do this, 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 and I'm going to quote these five studies. And then we might debate the efficacy back and forth of each study. And at this, the end of the day, we get to collectively make our mind up of who we believe from the debate, you know, and that's, that's how science is done. You is just the, is, nailed is, it, is, man. You just, that was never allowed to happen. Just so you know, what you just nailed was exactly how the real world works. You just nailed exactly how communication works, how investigative journalism works, how the law system works, and how investigative science works. That's what you just laid out. And all of that was invalidated, 
deplatformed, censored, shunned, put down, name-called, labeled, people removed from the platform, Twitter. Right. Twitter. And, and the reality is that you should be able to do that in anything. And then and there's these people that are like, well, nobody should be able to spread misinformation, which really, what we didn't call it misinformation when we were kids. My mom called it a lie. She said, you're lying, right? So what we're talking about is lying, okay? If somebody has a debate and somebody blatantly lies in it, then it's our job as the consumer of information to validate what they've said. And if we find that we've caught them in a couple lies, then obviously that's going to allow you to lean more in the direction of the other person. Right. It's not somebody's job to police the lies. Nope. It's your job to do enough research as an educated human being to take what you heard and go and validate it and make a decision like a freaking grown up. Exactly. Spot on. And here's in, 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 in speaking about COVID, it's the same thing with how they treated the pandemic. We are going to control how we treat it, how we act, how you will act versus letting the people fend for themselves. In Florida, where I live, Governor Ron DeSantis, my kids were back in school, Aaron, in September of 2020. And I was completely done participating in COVID by about July of 2020 when I realized that it was just huge government overreach and they had absolutely no idea what they were talking about. And it's pretty much proven today because everything they did didn't work for the most part, right? But at the end of the day, it's not the government's job or a social media platform's job to decide what you need to do to take care of your health. It's for you to go out and assess your own risk and determine if you wanna mingle in society during a pandemic. It isn't the government's job and it's the same with information, medical information, medical information. You don't it's need to tell me how to handle my, my health and you don't need to tell me what is this information because it doesn't matter what you think. And I wanna see people debate stuff in Medical. I want to see people debate stuff Absolutely in politics. I want to see people debate stuff in investment. I want to see people do. debate stuff on psychology and parenting and love. And I want to see people debate stuff because I want to hear what differing opinions have to say. And I want to see which one I believe more. And then I want to go validate the information. And then I want to have the freedom to go make the decision on my own. And that is exactly how it's supposed to be. There's never been a time in history where it hasn't been that way. Again, I think the whole COVID thing over the last two years really, really started. And listen, there's some people that have some crazy theories that they think that, that COVID was used as a tool and a vice or a device, I should say, to really usher in this disinformation, gaslighting, free speech attack thing. And you know, maybe you can argue that it can't because I see it spilling into so many other areas right now, which is concerning. I thought maybe it was going to Maybe this was going to stay in the COVID bucket, but unfortunately it's not. And now it's spilling into a lot of other buckets. Like you said, even, even, even investments, um, it's, it's, it's scary. And if this guy can come in and really wave the stick and bring back some, some balance and some semblance of sanity to how media and information and open debate works, that's a win for everybody. Well, and people forget that when the when the when the internet was created, the ideology behind it was that everybody could upload whatever they wanted, right? Right, and everybody could consume whatever they wanted, and then as a result, people could get freedom of you know they could get free access to information that they never had before because it was in libraries or it was in secret studies sure. or it was in this or it was in that or whatever, and the whole purpose of the internet was to create this tool of open education essentially open access o to information. Open architecture, it's called, which right? it was. And, and what's happened over, really over the last five to 10 years is it started to kind of get curated to whatever agenda, 
investors had or politicians had or whatever. And it's, and it's started to actually, um, bastardize the original concept. Right. Right. And, and now there seems to be a push like with truth, with, with Elon, with whatever is it. And, and remember, these are businessmen. These are, this is the thing. And we'll tie We'll, we'll wrap it up with this today. A lot of people will look at this today and they'll say, oh, this whole conversation is political, blah, 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 right? It's a business show. Exactly. Okay. People don't buy and invest their money in things that they don't believe that the people want. Donald Trump isn't out there creating the truth app because he wants to own an app. He's out there creating the truth app because he believes people are getting sick and tired of curated social media and they want free speech. Elon looked under the hood and said, I don't think this thing's going to survive. I'm going to buy it because I think people want free speech. And I think if I buy it and I make it a free speech platform, then It'll it has be infinitely more profitable. Successful. Right. That's the great thing about capitalism mm -hmm. is people gamble their money on what they think the consumer wants. So if these guys both think this is what the consumer wants, I believe there's a stronger push to go back to the middle than you believe there is right now, Andrew. This because somebody's willing to put $44 billion behind it to gamble on that fact. 100%, man. Well said. That is exactly right. And that's really at the end of the day. Again, look, if you, it, sometimes we veer off on our shows and we'll talk about big issues at hand, but they tend to tie back to selling in business. And, and that's what this is. This is a business transaction that is freaking a small percentage of the population out. And it shouldn't be. It should be a normal day at the office for somebody to go buy a company to try to make it better. As soon as it becomes political and it gets tilted too far left or too far right, that always ends up being a, a really a, a downhill spiral, which is what Twitter is right now. It is a downhill spiral that, uh, frankly, at the end of the day, I'm hoping he can save it because I wouldn't go near the platform. I can't even believe what they did to these doctors at the end of the day. And again, 1,600 plus examples I have, too many to, too many to even share, right? is just one example of the destruction to free speech that they've that they've tackled. And here's a guy that might be able to save that and maybe pave the way for others. What you're seeing right now, Aaron, I'll leave off with, a lot of people don't know this, is there's there's like another internet being formed right now. You have you have platforms like Substack, you have platforms like um, Rumble, which is a replacement for for YouTube. You Google's as bad as Twitter, by the way. They'll they'll remove a video anytime they want to just because somebody has like I don't know, an opinion on maybe the oh, vaccine man. They've has been, a risk profile so, or something stupid, right? They'll remove it. Like that's really been not caught good. So many times um, prep, giving preferential treatment to their agenda in their search rankings. And I know that you use DuckDuckGo as your browser because that, that their stance is that they won't, that it's an, it's an open algorithm to, to put the top yep. results at the top. Right. And I actually think it is really interesting. And again, this kind of goes back to the business side of this. These guys wouldn't be investing their money in these things if they didn't think this is what the consumer wants. And I think the last couple of years especially have really made people go, I don't want to play this game. No. I don't want to be a puppet for somebody's agenda. I'm not going to use that platform. Somebody bring me something that's more down the middle that I can make my own decisions. And you're seeing now you're seeing another internet form, right? Which is interesting. You're seeing a lot of these platforms come about and, and it remains to be seen, right? Will they go too far right? If they do, they fail our test here. This is this this is a fair and balanced conversation. If you go all red to the right and you make your platform that way and you start burying the left, you start burying someone's liberal leftist view, you are just as guilty of the crime that Twitter has committed to the far left side, right? Fair and balanced, 
at the end of the day, is as close to down the middle as you can. And it's just a shame that politics even even has to be involved at all on social media. Like I get it on CNN, I get it on Fox, I get it on MSNBC. They're kind of political. They're mainly political shows, right? Their politics tends to be their their focal point. It's a big topic in American politics. But when you get into the Twitters and the Instagrams and the Facebooks and the YouTubes of the world, why why does Paul how how I'm asking a dumb question. How I was about to say the dumb question. How and why does politics find its way in? Money, right? The platform. The, the, listen, this this image I brought up a little while ago. These are the donations from the parties, which tilts the narrative, which is horrible for all of us. It's just, and, and again, we hope that this can be fixed and solved. There's now a light shined on it. Uh, I will say this. There might be some pretty scared people on the board of Twitter and some of these people who work behind the scenes at deciding what's disinformation because this guy could come in and expose some people fast. And, 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 and they got a lot to worry about with what they've done. They have absolutely decimated the medical industry. And I hope to God he exposes them because they have literally cost more lives than any, you know, any movement or platform I've ever seen by not letting doctors be doctors during COVID that, you know, I, I would argue that we wouldn't have even been a pandemic if, if we wouldn't have even been in a pandemic if doctors were allowed to be doctors and speak. They, they're well credentialed and treat patients and be able to provide solutions during that first year where it was positioned as if there were no solutions. We know why it was positioned that way to make way for the $57 billion vaccine agenda. But in that first year, there were a lot of solutions and they were not allowed to talk about them. And I couldn't ima- I can't imagine. And there's some models out there, Aaron, by some really, really smart scientists and doctors, not people on social media, real credentialed, qualified officials who've run models. And they say that we, we, you can cut the death rate in the hospitalizations by like 70%. If free speech and open conversation in science and medical was allowed to be science and medical the way it's always been. That's frightening. And that's the reality. So, All right. Big business you know, we wish, this we week. Wish, a lot we of things the, to unpack. Hopefully you found it entertaining. We Let's wish wrap the it up. deal well, right? We wish the deal well. And again, we wish, we the, wish deal the, well. the deal well so that everybody wins on both sides of the aisle, that we win as a democracy, bottom line, because we can have free speech. We can have open conversation. We don't have to worry about being deplatformed, for God's sake. All right. I need to go uh, do some jumping jacks. I get fired up about this. This, you know, Listen, it matters, right? If you think this stuff doesn't matter, then you don't care enough about maybe the future of your children. I get worried about this stuff because I have an 11-year-old and a 7-year-old. And if you want them growing up into a, into a society where the government tries to get involved in every single moment of your life, and now you got media platforms trying to decide what's information and disinformation, that's a, that's a bad, bad future for our kids, man. And that's why we hope this is a victory. Agreed. All right. We'll see you next time. Andrew Aaron, salesvelocitytv.com is where all past episodes are. The recording of this one, along with the infographic, if you're listening, uh, show notes, et cetera, will be there. And we will see you in the next episode. Over and out. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Sales Velocity TV is powered by Pipeline Pro, the ultimate all-in-one sales pipeline management and marketing automation platform that makes all others obsolete. And we can prove it. Take a tour at gopipelinepro.com. See you on the next episode.